You're listening to Adam Carricker on The Ticket on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Adam Carricker on The Ticket each and every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. All right, Mr. Corey Ross is on the line. But before we get to my good friend Corey Ross, all right, Make sure you check out GELandscapesupply.com. For more info, call 402-467-1627. Also, the people segment is approaching. That's the segment at the end of the show, right bef- right after we finish interviewing one of the best Nebraska running backs of all time, Mr. Corey Ross. So send your questions. Call or text 402-464-5685. And I also realized that I forgot. Man, I covered a lot of ground in that first 20, 25 minutes, but I forgot to chat about the Big Ten's protected rival, so I'm going to get to that in that last segment as well. But I want to bring on a former Nebraska team captain, the Huskers offensive MVP in 2004-2005, two-time All-Big 12 performer, twice on the Doak Walker Award watch list, Nebraska record holder for receptions, nine and receiving yards, 131 in a single game by a running back. Mr. Corey Ross, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. I appreciate that introduction. <laughs> hey, man. All due respect to one of the best ever and one of the most fun guys to ever be around. And I got to hit you with a question. I don't know why I never asked you when we were in the same locker room. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years down the road, and I'm going to ask you on the radio. So here we go. The nickname Porkchop. Where'd that come from, my friend? That came from, it's funny you say that. It came from Deontay Grigsby, but at the time – our running back coach at the time. And, and, you know, the running backs had nicknames all, all through there. And when I first got to um, when I first got to Nebraska, uh, that freshman year, Deontay greeted us and, and took me to his house. And every, if everybody knows, Deontay knows how to cook. So he threw, he ate a, <laughs> he threw down on a big uh, pork chop, some gravy meal, and, and, uh, and it was really, really good, extremely good. I couldn't believe he cooked like that in college. <laughs> and so I think I had about two or three of them. So we had conditioning that next day, and we was with a running back group. And uh, Deontay tells the group, yeah, yeah, Corey, Corey, Corey came over here and ate about seven pork chops. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, it was Darren Deidre goes, that's it, that's it, that's his name, pork chop. <laughs> and it kind of, that's kind of how it came about. You know, everybody has all these other ideas, but that's kind of <laughs> how it happened. I think Deontay started it, and and uh, and uh, Darren Dietrich made it happen. <laughs> Now, was that a nickname that, that you liked? Is that a nickname that you – you obviously embraced it. Um, but yeah. what were your thoughts on that nickname when you first heard it? I, you know what? It wasn't that bad. You know, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't understand it. And I started getting these, oh, you're short and thick, just like a pork chop. All, this, all these ideas started coming. I was like, well, hey, yeah, I guess I'll embrace it. But uh, only, only people that are allowed to call me that is people that, uh, that uh, played with me and, and earned those stripes with me. <laughs> I, a couple of my players uh, now – I try to call, hey, Coach Porkchop, and I give him that look, and they say, oh, I'm sorry, I apologize, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't quite they earned that right. right. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so going back to 2002, I did a little recon on you, my friend. You were sixth on the running back depth chart. Okay, now this was a fairly loaded running back room. There, There's a lot of guys that if I said their names, people would recognize them, you know, David Horn, guys of that nature. How did you climb yeah. to the top of that stacked running back room and the depth chart in that running back room? Oh, you know, it was it was it was tough. You know, uh, that's the one thing I remember coming to Nebraska about and talking to you know Ron Brown and 
and you know the running back coaches they they said they'll give you an opportunity. You know, I went to training camp that year and uh, battled out really really well, and then uh, then I got hurt in training camp. I don't know if you guys remember, I ended up spraining my knee. So I went from you know battling for number two and number three, you know behind Darren to you know six, and um, and I just had to. Actually, I think Darren was gone. It was Josh Davis and uh, David Horn at the time. Mm-hmm. I still had Deontay Grigsby, um, Marcus Simmons. It was, it was, it was like you said. It was. We just had a back full of guys. And so I just stayed patient, man. Stayed patient, and uh, when my opportunity and presented itself, I took advantage of it. And uh, we had a game against KU. I remember like it was yesterday because my my dad's from KU, and uh, my brother was playing there as well. So uh, when we had that that game. Uh, the second half, you know, we we weren't running the ball well, we weren't doing anything well. And uh, Frank Solis came up to me and said, you're starting the second half. You know, and I didn't believe him. You know, I'm like, yeah, they're gonna, yeah, they're not going to let me play this. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm still six, six, six on the depth chart, but he said, you're playing the second half. So the time comes for me to go out there, and I was just looking. I was waiting. I was looking. And he turns looking. and said, Corey, get out there. So I was like, all right. And then uh, I think it was like 18 carries, 100-something yards, two touchdowns later. Um you know, I was that was the experience of life. I'll never forget that because my brother and I had about thirty or forty-five. My, my my dad is from there. I had about thirty or forty-five people there at that time, and they started a chant uh, after we came back and won that game. And uh, I remember like it was yesterday. Coach Solis came up to me right there while we was getting ready to walk off, and he said, "Enjoy this moment. You earned it." Because he just the whole crowd, like my brother and them, started the chant. My whole family that was there. They started the chant. It was it was pretty crazy, and. uh you know, the next week, you know, Coach Soldier came up to me and said, we're going to start you against K-State. That's so awesome. That's awesome. That actually leads me into my next question. All right, what was your reaction when you found out our former coach, Frank Solich, was going to be honored at the spring game this year? Oh, man, I wanted to come back for it. I mean, we were, we're in season right now. I wanted to come back so so bad. And, and then I ended up getting a text group. It was a big text group. I think Coach Soldier was in it. A whole bunch of former players was in it. So I was able to say my piece and tell him how, you know, important he was to me. And and, and even though, you know, we went through the changes we went through, you know, I never forgot, you know, Frank Solis and the opportunity he gave me uh, to be able to play and put my best foot forward. So, man, I, I absolutely thought that was awesome. I really wish I was there. What was, because you had a lot of awesome moments at Nebraska, did a lot of awesome things, played in a lot of fun games. So when I was getting ready to chat with you, I was like, man, I wonder what, Corey, so I'm going to ask you now, what are some of your favorite games that you played in during your time at Nebraska? Well, one one game for sure, and I don't think anybody would like this, but because <laughs> it ended up being one of the, the toughest losses that Nebraska's took in a long, long time. I think that started off, you know, started the, the world, whirlwind of, of some, some of the losses we took. But when we played Penn State and uh, Larry Johnson was there, we were in Penn State. Mm-hmm. That crowd was a hundred thousand, a hundred plus thousand people, and it was so loud. And I remember they put us in this locker room that it looked like it was trailer. I don't know if you remember that, like it was like a trailer locker room. <laughs> what mm-hmm. it is? I remember. That when we walk, when we would walk to the to the um to the field, it was like this tight rope, this really tight rope that that led us to the field, and there was a whole bunch of their fans just talking mess and calling us all kind of crazy stuff. And I, I enjoyed every bit of it. I said, this is pretty cool. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but we ended up losing that game pretty pretty bad. And, and uh, all I can, I still remember, like, this, I still have dreams about it. We are Penn State. That was so loud. 
that, that day, every time they scored, that row. But that was a good game. But as far as the ones that are memorable for me, um, I think the Iowa State one was at home when we won in a double overtime. Uh, I think that was the game I had the, the, the uh, receiving record uh, for running back. We ended up coming all the way back. And I, I had an interview with ABC the day before that game, and they asked me a perfect scenario. And I told them that uh, I would score the game-winning touchdown in overtime. <laughs> I literally told them that, you know, the, the day before, and it ended up happening like that, and it was pretty crazy. That's awesome. I So I remember that game. And that's one of the loudest game atmospheres I've ever been a part of. Double overtime, Iowa State's trying to score. And so we get the defensive call. We're on defense. I, I don't, I can't hear the call. And they're trying to repeat the call. And Lakeven Smith is right next to me. I'm like, dude, what is it? And he's yelling at me what it is. I can't hear what it is. And I'm like three feet from him. I have no idea what the call is. Oh, they're they're going up to the line of scrimmage. They're going to snap the ball. I'm like, well, all right. I'm just going to put my hand in the dirt and hit somebody really hard because I had no, I didn't know if I was supposed to stun inside. Was I have contained? Was I supposed to drop? Which that wasn't likely because I didn't do a whole lot of that. Was it just a straight rush? I had no freaking clue. Uh, so I just flew off the ball and kept contained. Luckily, they ran away from me. Um, but yeah, dude, that's how loud and awesome an atmosphere that particular game was. And I remember when you did that, dude. It was bananas. That's one of the yeah, funnest. It was crazy. I think I had one of the, uh, to me, one of my favorite uh, scores um, uh, as far as touchdowns go in that game. I took a screen pass for a touchdown, and that was uh, the funniest screen pass I've ever ran in my life. And uh, I remember Coach Jordan and Coach, uh, 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 Coach Jordan came up to me, and he, he grabs me by my shoulder pad and says, that was the craziest run I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like that, and I sometimes I do stuff. You know how you, you know how it is. You do stuff and you don't even remember how you do it. You know, like wait, oh, yep. I'm scoring. Wow, what happened? <laughs> you know, yep. that's exactly how it felt. So it was awesome, man. All right, let's talk a little current Nebraska football once again. Loaded running backs room, a potential three-headed monster. We'll see who else could potentially emerge. But you got Gabe Irvin, two twenty, two twenty-five. Matt Rule talked about him in the offseason. Sounds like he's one of the fastest players on the team. You got Anthony Grant, who was our leading rusher a year ago. Number one player, number one running back in JUCO. National player of the year when he got to Nebraska. Did some pretty good things last year. You got Ramir Johnson, who's a speed demon. And I think a lot of people forget uh, two years ago, when we were down some backs and he got a chance, he did really well. So here's my question. What advice would you give them as far as becoming the starter or handling being a part of a rotation, whatever ends up happening in that in that running back room, you gotta you gotta you gotta take every moment and embrace it. You know what I mean? Like literally take that moment, the opportunity you get, and you really have to embrace it because the the running back com- by committee it's so hard. You know, because as a running back, even for me, I, I needed to get into the groove. And I think going into my senior year, we started doing some running back by committee stuff. And so for my thought process, I was like, okay, we're gonna do that. Okay. When I get the opportunity to, let me make sure I, I make the right read, I make the right cut, I tuck the ball, and I get positive yards every time. Because if you start getting that, then all of a sudden you start becoming a hot hand guy, you know. And so when you become a hot hand guy, they can't they can't take you off the field. And so that thought process, when I said when we started doing that, it was like, okay, you know what, this is where it goes. So I need to take every opportunity. I need to make sure I'm pass protecting the right people, going through my progression with that, 
okay, picking up the blitzes when I need to so they, they can't take me off the field, you know, and also when I get the opportunity to put the, hand in, the ball in my hand to make something happen, you know, whether it's four or five yards, just make something happen that looks like you got some juice and you're ready to go. <laughs> if you do that, you're going to be fine. If you just start running right into the back of people, things like that, and the committee starts, you know, going forward. But you just got to embrace the opportunity to get the, uh, the – when you get the opportunity to get the ball, you got to embrace it and run with it and take advantage of it, you know. Um, but when you do, if you don't and you're running back by committee, man, you got to cheer on. You got to cheer on the next guy. You know, I had a great time with Brandon Jackson and uh, and, uh, and uh, Marlon Lucky that senior year. You know, um, when I got the opportunity, I was still getting balls. I was still getting catches. But they were getting opportunities to get – and they were young. And so as you get older, you're kind of like, man, that's awesome because you got those young guys got to get the reps. You know what I mean? You got to get they got to get yeah. some reps at least, and, uh, and you just got to be ready to be be the big dog in a, in a big game. You know, and so that's kind of how I took the approach and enjoyed every bit of my career in Nebraska. Now, Coach Rule and Marcus Satterfield they've made it clear Nebraska wants to get back to running the football. They're going to have a fullback. They're going to line up with tight ends. They want to be a <laughs> physical running football team. Now you know about running the ball. You know about being a great running back. So here's my question. What's the biggest key to the offense at Nebraska starting this upcoming season, getting back to being a physical run-first offense? Well, to me, you know, obviously you got to bring in a big run. You know, the blast, the powers, you know, the counters, the sweeps. Those are big runs that create different lanes for a, for a running back to, you know, visualize. Um, and, and now you got cutback lanes. you got all those. And I, I love when Bill Callaghan came through and we started running stretch with our tight ends. Um, and that was a really good run because you got a four-step decision to either go north-south or stay outside. So that that was fun for me. Um, but you have to really, to me, which is it's, it's great to hear, but, you know, I have to see it, you know, because I love the fact that we had, when we were in college, we had some tight ends. So if you can involve mm-hmm. the tight end play and into into the actually the tight end pass plays into that scheme of a running back system, you know, you, you'll, you'll be tough, you know, especially if you got the guys. And we have – you know, we have, we do have the guys. We got the guys, especially in the backfield, to make it happen. But in certain that line, that fullback is going to be huge, man. I had some great ones, Dane Todd. I mean, you think about Dane, Dane, man. He 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 made sure he knew every every which way. Sometimes just following him helped me out. You know what I mean? So you got to have great yep. fullbacks, and, and and when you want to do that, and uh, God, man, it, it, it'd be awesome to see again. You know, but incorporate that tight end, tight end pass, play the corner from the tight end. Uh, spot routes, man. We had we enjoyed it. We had Matt Heron before he got hurt, man. He was having a special, special season. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, I remember. If we if we can incorporate them tight ends in the, in the uh, into the run scheme and in the run play action. Oh, if our run play action can can get, can get built, oh man, we'll be potent. We'll be tough. We'll be tough stop. Dude, Matt Heron was a matchup nightmare because he was oh, yeah. too big for safeties and he was too fast for linebackers. Oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, my friend. I, I still, oh, I remember that injury. I appreciate I you joining me. It's been too long in between these convos. Let's keep in contact a little bit better. How's that sound? Absolutely, man. Anytime. Let me know, and then I'll be ready to chop it up with you guys. All right. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, and we'll be right back. <laughs> 